Patrick Comiskey, joined as always by Premier Amp and Brandon Suarez. The Bears are on the bye week, but we are not. We are here for you. We're going to cover a little bit of the happenings, and we're going to have a little fun with this one. We'll bring you something a little different, and still at the same time, a little bit of the same. We're going to talk about where the Bears are at right now, which probably isn't where we want them to be. How do we fix it? And we're going to go through the remaining schedule and we'll get all of us will go through our win loss on a week to week basis. And we'll see where we all have this team finishing right now. It doesn't look good. There isn't, you know, necessarily a whole lot to be positive about, but maybe we'll try and grind that out of ourselves. But first, as always, and most importantly, gentlemen, how you doing tonight? Good, good, Pat. You know, it's uh, it's a Thursday night, you know, uh, unfortunately, like we've discussed, Bears are on the bye, so we have no Bears football uh, this weekend. We do have a couple other divisional, you know, games. One with some pretty decent implications uh, for our division, with you know the Packers going up against the Lion uh, Lions on Monday Night Football this week. Um, so that one, that one will be an interesting one to see, and I'll be gladly just sitting around watching football all day and enjoying the Sunday. Yeah, and, I, and I'm a lot better than you guys left me you know, after that Bears loss against the Raiders. But, you know, as we at Bears on tap say 24 hours, we are on to the New Orleans Saints. Luckily, we have a bye week, so we have a little bit of extra time to work out some of the kinks, get the offensive line on the same page, hopefully get Mitch back in there and get this ball moving because we do not have any more games to drop. You know, and actually, you know, Brandon, you, you bring it up on, uh, you know, bringing Mitch back, and uh, we are uh, – quote unquote the unofficial Bradley Soul, you know, uh podcast here in this this realm of everything. And he was signed back to the active roster and Tyler Bray was cut. And as of today, Tyler Bray is back on the practice squad, guys. So it seems as if they have gone back to Mitch being on the ready this week. And I, I did see somewhere they it's uh the football doctor or whatever his name is on Twitter said that it does sound officially like Mitch should be back for the week uh, seven matchup with the Saints. Yeah. And so it should, should be James, does it Was it Dr. James Andrews? I don't know. I'm not sure who it was. I just know that they're on Twitter and they're posting all about it. So at least it sounds like he'll be back. 
Um, I haven't seen much, though, but we are hearing that Mr. Drew Brees is also throwing. So um, let him take off another week after this week. So Yeah, this isn't... This isn't the right defense to uh, come back against Drew, so uh, maybe you just take another little break. It is Chicago, bad turf. You're probably best served just to stay at home there in New Orleans. Stay comfy. Uh, let yeah, Bridgewater let, handle things. Yeah, let Teddy Bridgewater deal with the uh, Chicago Park District poor-ass field, and uh, we'll call it, you know, uh, when we see it. Yeah, yeah, and one one thing before we get going, I don't remember which one of you guys I saw it on Twitter, but we got to stop letting people use the field. It's just already not a good playing surface. <laughs> I remember, a- I remember back in like the high school days, they had Spring Awakening there, like every year, and I was always that one kid who would like share some shit on Facebook or tweet, like, "Yo, get off our field! It's already dog shit." Real one quick. of the worst, one of the worst playing surfaces in the NFL. Real quick, I know what you're referencing. The Chicago Fire are officially moving there next year. Um, but, the, but the biggest thing to see, and I didn't bring this up last week, the coolest thing was that field in London. I don't know what they did. They have some weird way of being able to pull the field apart and put things together and change it and flip it. And I don't know what they're doing in the UK, but apparently they're doing a goddamn right. So well, they're ahead of Chicago, that's for sure. <laughs> and they're yeah, ahead of the US. If you look at a lot of those European soccer stadiums and like those like Olympian style stadiums, you'll notice that the stands are pushed back you know, further more than they would. Even though the NFL stands are by no stretch of the imagination close compared to baseball or basketball, you'll notice that those soccer stands, due to like the hooliganism and all that crazy shit that happens over in Europe at their matches, they're pushed back a little bit further. Maybe that's what they'll look at doing with Soldier Field with the Chicago Fire coming there. But we're not focused on the Chicago Fire because this is Bears on tap, not uh, BS Soccer on tap. So. Not Fire on tap. Yeah, no, yeah. not Fire on yeah. tap. Yeah. I don't oh. Think, I can't oh. imagine there's too many people out there who give a flying fuck about the Chicago Fire. I know I don't. I say keep them over in Bridgeview or where the hell they were at. Oh, yeah. Oh, the shit. Yeah. yeah. The, <laughs> that place where you can't find it. So, but yeah, let's dive right into it, guys. Let's talk about it. Where are the Bears right now? Uh, you know, they're three and two, which could be worse. They were really close to being four and one if they just would have hung on against Oakland. They're also weirdly really close to being two and three if they kind of didn't get bailed out by, you know, this new, new age uh, roughing the passer rule that really is just, you know, tackling the quarterback as he throws the ball. You know, if that doesn't happen in Denver, we're looking at two and three and we somehow be even less positive than we are right now you can still go up from here and this isn't dire but we'll get into it later when we go through this schedule um seeing a stat today the bears moving forward have the statistically you know based on winning percentage of the opponent have the hardest schedule of any team in the nfl moving forward you know from week seven on not was great that, was it a point Six two eight was that? Did they? Did I see that? I think they said yeah. six two seven or something. Or something yeah, something in that it's like not good. Crazy. Yeah, it's or crazy. Is. So let's let's talk about it. And you know the defense has been good. They they slipped off a little bit last week, but that's going to happen. Uh, yeah, you, you look at a little. They bit were of given jet a lag. short field too, a lot. Yeah, a lot, and they were on that field a ton. But what you got to look at too is you know I was actually having this discussion with somebody today, and you know. No matter what, whether you're a all great, you know, offense or an all time great defense, you're always going to have a game or two where there's a couple slip ups. 
Now, yeah. this team, they had that slip up against Oakland, but guess what? They still almost somehow managed to pull that game away, um, which they should not have had. And I mean, we all have gone over that. That was a game that they could have won, but shouldn't have with how the situation of the game went. But yet again, you know, you were right there. And yeah, they slipped up, but they picked it up. And. You know, we just can't jump off a ledge when that defense has a bad game, even though I know tons of people are like, oh, they look terrible. Yeah, well, it happens. Yeah, and I don't even even in them looking terrible, they still created a couple turnovers. They put the ball like in the red zone for the offense, which if this offense is going to score, it's probably what you got to do for them. Speaking of how offense bad this offense has been, let's throw a couple numbers out and make everyone sick at home. Yards per game, the Bears rank 30th. The only teams worse than them in that category, a couple of good ones, the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets. Both. Which, which, by the way, I, I did I did want to put point this out, which both of those teams have already had their bye weeks. Yeah, and they have to play each other twice, so that means they're, like that game is that much more important as far as draft status. Right. Yeah. And we got, what is it, the Redskins-Dolphins this weekend? Yes, the we Battle turned, of the Unbeaten. We should have turned this into Toilet Bowl on tap because that oh. game's going to be dog shit. Maybe we just well, take... I'll tell you what. I'm interested in that Redskins-Dolphins game because I decided to roll the dice and I'm in one of a couple of those confidence pools and uh, get your little single elimination pick your you winner. You the week. Redskins. I you. took the Redskins. Fuck yeah. Yeah, they're going to win. They're going to win the Dolphins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, oh i'm gonna take God. the one opportunity to use the redskins this year no Smart one else man. is gonna be able to use them this is the one time you gotta Pat. find a time to use the dolphins though yeah, that's, no I'm that's starting, that, that's no i don't i'm starting to see an underlying theme in Matt vegas comiskey <laughs> yeah, he just knows, Pat when knows. You, got him. you gotta <laughs> roll with your feeling and i feel like the dolphins are dog shit so uh even though the redskins are like a smaller load of dog shit, you know. We gotta get. Little... Hey, they got Case get... at the helm again this week, so we gotta that's get. Some fine. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's even better. Some t-shirts that says, or that's just like a picture of a pick'em, and just a picture of Comiskey's face, like pointing to the pick'em. Just that's who <laughs> you gotta roll with for this week. Give me, yeah, give me the skins this week. Yeah, I'll be watching. Me, yeah. Watching that one closely, and I'll, <laughs> I'll feel really terrible about it. But yeah, if they lose, if they lose, yeah. I'm on your ass on Twitter all Sunday. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I will anticipate it too because I'll be on my ass. I'll be like, <laughs> "You're an idiot. You picked the Redskins in a confidence pool. Who the hell has confidence in the Redskins? I just have confidence in Miami being terrible." But if you now let's jump back into this. Speaking of terrible, let's jump back into this Bears offense. Points per game, twenty eighth. Rushing yards. This is actually rushing yards per game is actually one that kind of surprised me a little bit. The Bears are 26, meaning there are six teams in the league somehow worse at running the ball than the Bears. That shocked me. Passing yards, right? You jump jump back down 30th in the league. The O line, you can't really get a stat that's going to show you how bad your O line is, but you know you watch the games. There, well, yeah, that, there's penalties and they're bad at that too. And find yeah. some PFF rando stat. Yeah. PFF is trash. That it is. And then you know, we, do and... Have, we do have one O-line stat. Charles Leno, this year through five games, has more penalties than he had all of last season. So there's a guy who got paid and 
has severely regressed. Not good. Um, but guys, I, that's just a whole lot of garbage I threw at you. Anything you want to make us feel better at all? or uh, Yeah, just... I'm going to make you feel better because I, I understand the whole getting paid, uh, getting laid, you know, losing a little bit of money type of situation here. And uh, no joke pun to that one, but maybe Charles was a little sidetracked. You know, his 28th birthday just hit um, and his wife gave him the present of telling him that he's be a, you know, soon to be father. So maybe he's been a little sidetracked with that. Um, hopefully maybe now he's got a newfound confidence and he'll get his head out of his ass and, uh, you know, stop with all the penalties and get this offensive line back, you know, and, and so, that's really so a big this, thing. Does at this least, newfound hey, look confidence the, come from his sperm sticking or, I, I you know, say that, or look at the bright side. At least he made it out of it without getting mono. Yeah. 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 That's yeah a, he's not Sam Darnold. So, uh, you know, and that's, uh, you know, maybe maybe this bye week is something that they all need to truly get their confidence back. And we can dive more into, uh, you know, the O-line here in a little bit. But, Brandon, you got anything on, you know, all this? Yeah, my thing is it really just comes down to playing discipline, disciplined football. And we have not done that week in and week out. And it's going to sound like a pipe dream or me just being crazy as hell. But this goes back to the way that they just treated this season. They from the very beginning, thought their shit didn't stink, thought that no one was going to stop them. We're going to sit everyone in the preseason. We're going to show up in week one, beat the Packers, and the rest will take care of itself. See you in February. I said it. They thought it. Everyone in Chicago, that was the common narrative. That's what everyone thought. And I have not seen a team that's capable of that. And even if they do get out of the NFC, you're either going to play against Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. Like, those that's just fine ways to win. And, you know, and their I was, teams are disciplined. You know, I was going to say, though, you know, I, I see what everybody says that now with their shit don't uh, stink type of thing. And I'm kind of like, you know, I when it first started, I was hoping they wouldn't have that type of mantra. And I was hoping they would look back to what happened at the end of last year. But, you know, it, it's kind of that is the concern for me. And, you know, now the person that caused us all that pain last year has now found himself a newfound job in Tennessee, and he's coming for blood for the league. I think he's going to, you know, uh, I'm not going to say the name, but he's, he's on the perfect all... team to kick field goals. The Tennessee Titans don't score touchdowns, and if you're a gambling guy, hammer, the under, hammer the under on that game every week because it always hits. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I hope they somehow – dial it back this week I, I i think they really needed this bye week when it fell especially with all the injuries like we've said it looks like mitch will be back um you know i would guess gabriel would be back we haven't heard much on him lately yeah uh, the only other one part, though he needs it I, mean, I know you guys aren't as high as i am on taylor gabriel but taylor oh, gabriel I... does a lot for the offense he you can yeah. you can pick him and pluck him in different spots he could do the end around come across the middle he's a deep threat He's all over the place, and two, he's a chip-on-your-shoulder guy. He is just like, since he is that like 5'8", 5'9", 180, small receiver in the league, he always feels like he has something to prove, and he plays like that. He blocks like that. He has that intensity. My thing right now, and I this is what scares me the most, I'm not ready to jump off the ledge. I'm going to be here all the way through Week 17, hopefully the playoffs, absolutely until the last heartbeat of the 2019 Chicago Bears. I promise you that. But the thing that scares me the most 
is I am uncertain about this team. If I was certain going into the bye week, we're four and one or five and zero, I'd be like, whatever. We're going to play the Saints. Whatever happens, happens. This is a must-win game. Just like the following games after that, it's almost like a must-win game every week. Not saying we're going to go fourteen and two. That's not going to happen. But Let's just say it. Yeah. No. Literally. I mean, shit. Fuck it. Bears are going fourteen and two. The thing is, <laughs> my thing is, you. For example, you're one and one in the division. Okay. You got to play the Lions twice. You got to play the Vikings one more time. You got to play the Packers one more time. You cannot afford to lose any of those games. If you look true. at the way, if you look at the way the Packers are rolling, and you just look at the NFC, there's no room for error. Ten and six is not going to get you into the playoffs. You need to be eleven and five or better, and you need to you need to just execute. The offense is the reason why we're in the position that we're in. Whether it's been Mitch Chase, you know Nagy combination of all three, it is what it is. We're here at this point in the season. No looking back. One week at a time. Just win. That's all I got. Just win. Just win, baby. Just well win. Said. <laughs> you know, I the one thing I wanted to say really quick, with, especially with the offensive side of everything, is you know, like you know, I saw a stat that said things become a lot more efficient on this offense when Anthony Miller has been involved. The offense started moving uh, in the pr- previous game when he started catching the ball. But he also, as a player, needs to chill out and stay. Yeah, he's got to chill out. Yeah, boy, does he! A lot of well, these guys. And the thing need... is, is like he hasn't really like. Let's let's be honest. Love Anthony Miller to death. Want him, you know, want nothing but the best for him. But he hasn't done anything in this league yet. No, he right. hasn't. At least, at least to be like acting the way he's acting. It's one thing, you know. I don't know. I know you didn't play football, Pat. You know, maybe you did, but. Every single football coach that I ever had, worked around, been around, talks about controlled aggression. You can be as aggressive as you want. You need to be able to tame that energy, and you don't got to. You don't need to go out there and pull test perfect. Like you don't yeah. need fifteen yard penalties. You don't need dumb shit. You don't need to be pushing people. I mean, everybody yaps. The refs how yap. About the this... players yap. The coaches, all of it. But go ahead. And how about the stupid shit of him getting a taunting penalty on a touchdown? That he didn't even score. Why exactly. are you taunting someone exactly. on Allen Robinson's touchdown? Like, yeah, what are exactly. you doing? You go, know, and go celebrate with your team and call it a day. Go back to the sideline. There's no. But that's why that. this this bye week comes at a perfect time because I think when they get back to work, I think Matt Nagy has got to. Th- this has a time where everybody needs to dial it back, take it back to 2018, week one or week two, whatever, when you started your role. And get shit straight because everybody's kind of the that's the problem with this team. Everybody's still a family when the, yeah. it, it's a game time, but people are starting to build their own, uh, you know, enigmas and their own personalities, and they're starting to get bigger than what the team is. This is about the team. Yeah. And if and you I, don't want to be a part of this team or, or you want to be more about you, then bye bye. I don't want you here. I want this team to be what they were. and. The last thing I wanted to mention was, a, you know, a prior injury, too, that we saw with Akeem Hicks. Uh, latest news I did see on that. The, the last word I heard was a few weeks, uh, which I saw was like three to four, which obviously after the bye week would be like another two weeks. Yeah. But we'll Pretty see. Uh, yeah, you know, we'll see what uh. happens once next week, next week rolls around and they officially give the word. Because I don't think they've said anything. They haven't said anything about anyone's injuries at all this week. And we're, you know, Thursday nightly. Yeah, they're going to be they're gonna be hush. They don't got to say anything because there's no game. Here's yeah. my thing. And before we hop into the next segment, 
I'm going to go out and say what needs to be said. You guys both seen the video with John Gruden in the locker room after the game. I'm going to go out and say it. Fuck the club dub shit. Like I just said at the end of my last statement, the statement and the motto for this 29 Chicago Bears team needs to be just win. It's by any means necessary, whether it's 12 to 10, I don't care. Safeties, field goals, touchdowns, whatever. This team needs to start putting up points. The defense, we have a generational talent. This is one, this is a defense that, you know, when, you know, 20 years down the road when you're sitting with your kids watching NFL Network and they're talking about top 10 defenses of all time, if this team accomplishes something, that's a, t- that's a defense that's going to be on this list. If this team doesn't accomplish anything, this is going to be a defense that's historically forgotten about because of lack of you know, meeting their expectations and their goals. You just need an average. We've said this since day one, Brandon and, and Pat. You need a average offense. We're not asking for a number one offense. We're not asking for the number 30 offense. Give me a 12 to 15 average offense, and guess what this team's going to do? Great things. Yeah. That's all no, you need. No, give me, la- give me last year's offense. I, th- yeah, I mean, last year's offense. It needs offense. to be a little better than that. I'm saying in compared to this year's offense, though, last year's was. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, but last year's offense was like 23rd ranked. I mean, it, it, I, I get what you're saying, but like it still needs to be yeah. better than last better year. Than and that, it yeah. should be. Like, it should be. Yeah. Why, it, why it, the fuck is it worse? Forward, not, not backwards. Yeah. You know, it's young. And everybody, and I know who we're getting off topic, but. I also want to bring up a stat that I saw, or not a stat, but a comment I saw a bunch this week is, oh, well, we should have never gotten rid of Jordan Howard. That really screwed up our run game. And guess what? You want to know how many yards um, uh, per rush Jordan Howard would probably average right now in this offense if if he was here? No, he'd probably average like 1.5. Because where would he be running behind this goddamn offensive line? If David Montgomery can't break free, you really think Jordan Howard would break free? Come on. He might, he might run a couple people over, but I mean, yeah, and then fall down. He'd be struggling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I it, think it, he'd it, be struggling worse. Yeah, blaming the running back for this is asinine on anyone's part. You just watch the game, and you could tell. Don't matter who you put Barry Sanders back there, oh, yeah. Walter Payton. Any, they're getting they're Sanders. getting fucked up. No one, no one is, no one's running behind this offensive line. And like it's just, it's been god awful. So I think that kind of leads us. To, let me post the question to you guys. Do we look at changing the personnel on that offensive line? Because in my opinion, I think you got to get Kyle Long out of there. I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know if all the prior injuries are just catching up to him, if he's just old at this point. And then I think I think the question has to be asked. I know you probably don't want to abandon it, but do you go back to just putting Cody Whitehair at center and moving James Daniels back to guard? Because I don't think James Daniels has done too great of a job at the center position. He seems to be getting pushed back pretty easily. I mean, I understand that's what you wanted to do. You think that's what's best for your offensive line, but clearly it's hurting you right now. So I'll pose those two questions to you. Are we moving long out, and are we switching the center and guard position? You know, I'm not jumping ship on the switch yet. Um, I don't know. I'd have to run back and see a lot of it. I mean, I, I do see the concern, but my biggest thing is I think I leave that for now, but I would put a little bit of pressure on Kyle Long. I would actually see what you can do with this roster, and I would be moving uh, Alex Bars to the active roster. That'd be my first move, yeah. uh, especially since he turned down a deal to go play with the New England Patriots on their active roster. Do, do, Which was do, weird. Do you see the ramifications of this? 
He denied playing with a team that is currently six and zero and a five time Super ever. Bowl winner. Yeah, and a five time Super Bowl winner. Probably going to be six after this goddamn year, seeing how they play. Already six. Six, whatever it is. Yeah. It, you turned down a deal to go play with them to stay on the practice squad for the Chicago Bears. Yes, they do have to pay him now, but whatever. you, yeah, whatever. He, he's got to be on this active roster. That puts a little more pressure up on the players on this offensive line. And I actually would make the switch this week coming up and actually starting on whatever day they practice again, starting Monday, I would tell Kyle Long, sit your happy ass on the bench. Richard Cower, get your big ass in here. Let's see what you can do. Because guess yep. what? When he was out there, he was mauling. He was running into people, and he was stopping what he could. That's the pressure I would put. I think these guys have gotten too lax and too comfortable, and I think they all need a little bit of pressure put on them. Yeah, and you bring up a good point, you know, with Alex Bars. Alex Bars, one of my guys from Notre Dame, his, you know, the offensive line coach is Harry Highstand for the Bears. That was Alex's, you know, offensive line coach over there with the Irish. So I think that, you know, may have played some part in him staying in Chicago. But with him staying in Chicago, I mean, that's got to tell you everything that you got to know. There's got to be some sort of opportunity on the horizon for this young man. And it's, you know, up to him to make the best of that. I have confidence and after, you know, after seeing him over the last few years playing at Notre Dame, that he'll be able to step right in, as you've seen, a la Quentin Nelson, Mike McGlinchey, Ronnie Stanley, wherever it's at. Notre Dame does not send scrub offensive or defensive linemen to the NFL. So I can guarantee you, um, not even only quarterbacks. It, I'm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I'm not even going to call it a hot take because it's just factual. But if you get Alex Bars out there, he will create running lanes. He will also create more passing or more time in the in the pocket for the quarterback. So, yeah, that's something. And I mean, so who's he taking over it, for, Brandon? If well, hold on. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's broke as fuck. So we gotta fix it. <laughs> uh, bars. Yeah, I mean, it. bars is a guard, but I mean, yeah. linemen as you've seen over long. the yeah as you've seen over the years, pretty interchangeable at most positions but yeah like you said i think he'll come in and and at least compete with long well i I know he's i know he's more of a natural guard than anything but you know yeah i I mean he's six four three fifteen so he's he's right about the prototypical size guard body i this point i i think at this point what you do is uh come next week i would not be shocked i'm gonna put this hot take whatever you want to call that bullshit i'll say this right now Starting next week, Bradley Soul will be cut. Alex Bars will be elevated to the practice or from the practice squad to the to the main roster. Yeah, and they and they also have Cornelius Lucas too, who stepped in and isn't a, he still on the active roster? Or is he on the practice squad right now? Should be active roster. I mean, anyone that's six nine should be on your active roster. You need to put more offensive linemen on this roster as of right now. I don't give a flying rat's ass who it is. Could you yeah, imagine? Bring the, bring the pressure in. Could yep. you imagine if Baker Mayfield was trying to throw off Cornelius Lucas? Uh, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, but I mean, I, I think, yeah, we look at that, and that's that's the foundation of your offense. And, you know, when the foundation is cracked, good luck. You ain't you ain't putting a new roof on the house when, when you have this, when the fucking thing's sinking into the ground. So that's what they have to fix first. I think you, you, Nagy's probably going to leave that up to he stand, but they, they have to do something because yeah. clearly it's not working. 
running. And this offense as a whole, like Mitch isn't getting fixed until the running game gets fixed. Nothing gets shit opened up. And the running game ain't getting until, fixed until, until, until the offensive line figures it out. So right. it starts there. So we'll see if they make changes. That's shit that like we continually talk about. That's why this offense or excuse me, that's why this bye week is at an opportune time. They have two weeks. Figure it out. That's why Nagy's here. Figure it the fuck out because your defense has already figured it out. They don't have shit to worry about. But you are the offensive guru, so you better take your two weeks and you better figure it out. I don't care if you got to call Andy Reid and ask a little favor, be like, Coach, what the hell do I do with this shit? I know you're my guy. I know we're in competition, but you know, throw me a couple points or something. Throw the throw the little puppy a bone because we need some help. And Nagy, I, I have faith in Nagy, and I think that he can figure it out. But the time's ticking, man. There yeah, isn't. There's no room for error. And you have, and people want to, I, I, like, people want to talk about. Well, Drew Brees ain't playing. Well, guess what? This Saints team without Drew Brees is still currently a Three lot better than the Bears are right now. So three and zero with Teddy Bridgewater. Right. You know, Bridgewater's no slouch. So he's he. he a lot Bears of people forgot how good he was in college, and I mean, he yeah, was he's very a first good round draft pick. Yeah, yeah, he just got I have hurt, a, and he yeah, had I have a question, weird opportunities. I have a question to pose to you guys: uh, with the lack of production from from Trey Burton, uh, do you guys still think he's got a nagging injury right now? I don't know he's what's got going a nagging uh, mental issue. No, and no, I, don't I mean, mean not, that, to like la- not, way, not to laugh like, at it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, there's something going on. Still not a fan of not really any story coming out about him not playing against the Eagles and that whole clusterfuck. Yeah, it was the no one is ever gonna know what the hell happened with Trey Burton. And I think the reason that there's questions about it is that the beer the Bears were really weird about it. They Trey didn't Burton give had the timetable and it, it was all weird. He had and there's no went. reason with the surgery he had that he shouldn't have been ready for this season. Trey yeah, Burton not, like doesn't match up. He had to have went full Pete Rose and gambled on the game. Oh, just set it out. See, and and I'm not laughing like you guys said. I'm not laughing at his situation. I don't know I'm what's just... going on though. And I mean, again, no it's does. like the it's like the Roquan thing where it's like, yeah, it's not our business, but like, I mean, like, fuck, dude. Yeah, Roquan situation's even still kind of a mess. Well, it's well, it is. He was the, bad last week. You know, yeah. he was. He was good for like the first two plays, and then he went bye bye after that. He cleared the lane for you know Jacobs to score the touchdown, and I was like, "What the hell's going on here?" But no, I just ask about Trey Burton because really at this point, um, he's being outshadowed by J.P. Holtz and Adam Shaheen. <laughs> yeah, what a joke! Loud. Like what? What are we? Holtz guy? Yeah. Yeah. Who the fuck is J.P. Holtz? Uh, the greatest tight end in the Chicago Bears history as of this year. So. I don't know what you're trying to get at, Pat. <laughs> I'm on the yeah. J.P. Hall train. No, yeah, I, th- it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. You know, but it's like you said. You you start you start with the bricks, man. You got to lay the foundation for everything to get better. Once you get that foundation better, your run game gets better. You have got more time to pass the ball. You got guys that are going to be able to get open. You have great talent in that aspect, and it, it really you just have to get back to the ground floor of it all. And I think this is a perfect timing for them because, like we've said, toughest stretch ahead, worst and hardest schedule ahead, which we can dive into in a minute about that. Yeah, and so we'll see. It, at this point, you put you put all your chips in uh, Nagy's little pot there, and we see what happens. 
But uh, I guess, so now let's go ahead and dive into this schedule. And I guess we'll all show whether we think they're going to figure it out or not. So, guys, um, I'll mark it down right here. So we'll go through. Um, we have 11 games left. And the Bears are currently 3-2. and two, So I will mark down for each of us uh, after we go through each game and say a win-loss of where we think the Bears are going to be. Um, and then, so at the end, that'll show where we're all at with a final record, and we'll probably easily be able to tell if that's good enough for a playoff position or not. So let's start with next week and the New Orleans game. We'll, we'll try and keep these a little bit brief, but... Uh, just say win-loss. Uh, if you just tell me whether you think they're going to win-loss or give me a brief reason why. So, Aaron, New Orleans at home next week. What you got? I think they pull that one out. Get a win. Brandon? Uh, Mitch plays win. We got Chase again loss. I think Mitch is going to play, so he's go going to win. win. I, All right. I mean, call it a hot take. Mitch is going to Mitch is going to bounce back. Eat him too. That is a hot take. That's a steaming hot take. Um, I'm actually going to go with the loss here. I don't like this matchup with New Orleans at all. New Orleans has a really good front four. I'm going to say that the Bears uh, disappoint us again and drop an L on Sunday at Soldier Field. Uh, the Chargers at home are the next one after that. That's one to feel better about, guys. Chargers always play down to their competition and or really just not play well normally. Uh, I'm going to go with another win, though, on this one. Bears by 1,000 against that team. Yeah, yeah, I'm on that one. The Chargers are a joke this year. Somehow, after they went 12-4 and four last year, I'll go win on that one, too. So then here comes one of the tougher games on the schedule. In Philadelphia, week nine, what you guys got? Um, I want a win to redeem ourselves from last year, but I'm actually chalking this one up for an L. Yeah, and I'm I'm of the same mindset. I just think that that Philadelphia team, they, they just scrap. find they yeah they just scrappy. They find ways to win, and as long as they go into that game healthy uh, and Carson Wentz is playing, I think it's going to be a tough game to win. Yeah, I'm with I'm with you guys there. I uh, this is one. One that I would probably chalk out as one of their probably toughest games of the year. I'm going to go with an L there. Again, you talk about another really good front four on defense. Philadelphia has it. It's going to give Mitch Fitz all day. And I'm sure just to drive the knife a little deeper, Jordan Howard will probably have a big day. Um, oh, so damn. then we're at home against the we're at home against the Lions in Week Ten. Aaron, yeah, it's a win. Yeah, we've had the Lions yes, number sir, over is. the last few years, so I'm I'm going with the win on that one, especially at home. Yeah, I'll run that out with another win as well. It's the Lions. Then we go to Los Angeles to play the Rams. That'll be a fun one. Week 11, it's a Sunday night football game, unless they get flexed out of that. What you got? I'm going actually with the loss again. Uh, the Rams come back with redemption this time around from last year. So I got the Bears in this one, and I got it for one reason and one reason only. Jared Goff is the West Coast version of Mitch Trubisky. He is greatly underachieved, and highly. I won't even. Yeah, I won't even get into it because it pisses pockets nowadays. Pisses my dad off because he's a Rams fan, but I've watched him over the years, and he's not played well on the big stage or against a good defense. So true that. Um, I, I will, I'll go with you on this one, Brandon. I think the bears have the possibility to have the Rams number. I think the bears will win that game. So coming off of that one, 
here comes here comes one of the little uh, toss ups. Not a toss up. This is a soft toss. Uh, Saquon <laughs> Barkley will probably be back, but we have the Giants in Week Twelve at home. Uh, they're going to eat Daniel Jones for lunch, and that's going to be a Bears W. Yeah, and I I was doing yes, a little sir. little scouting on Mr. Jones tonight against that Patriots defense, and he did make some plays out there. But there was also some times where you saw the deer in the headlights thrown into traffic, and it's not going to work against him. If he's if he's got that same wide receiver core that he had tonight against the Bears, see ya. Uh, it's yeah, Good see ya. Good luck. So yeah, That's I as got, bad as the Bears got, three years ago. I got the Bears in the three Cohen revenge game. Oh God. I also have a win. Uh, then we have Thanksgiving Day. What do you guys got on that one? Um, I'm actually going to go with the second uh, win against Detroit in this one. Quick turnaround, quick week. It'll be a close game. But like I said earlier, I think we just have the Lions numbers. Or the Lions number. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think we do too. I'm actually attending this game, so there's no chance in hell I'm going to call this one a loss i got the bears winning in detroit again i mean fuck they beat them last year with chase daniel in detroit we'll take the w on this one so coming off of that thursday afternoon game we get dallas at home for another uh sunday night game again unless it gets flexed out thursday. what do you guys have oh that's a thursday night game excuse yep. me that is yeah that is correct uh, uh dallas at soldier field in december what do you got <laughs> Bears are winning the one. <laughs> like, like Dak Prescott is not cut enough. That's gonna be all right. That's gonna be the, one of the do or die games when Jerry Jones looks back at this season when he's trying to get his checkbook out to pay Dak, and his performance in that game is gonna be the defining factor. Not the defining factor, but after you go out and shit the bed like you did against the Packers, you only have so many more of those games on your schedule to go out and prove against elite teams what you can do. Yeah, I can agree with that. And I, I actually agree the Bears will take and, the win in this one in Chicago. And I just hate having to say that the Packers are elite, but they are firing on all cylinders right now. They'll slow down. I'm not yeah. getting to that. Boy, point. they are. Yeah. Um. So I actually think that uh, what happened to the Cowboys last week against Green Bay was a bit of an admiration. I, th- I still think they're one of the best teams in the NFC. Um, I think they're quite a bit ahead of the Bears right now. We'll see if that continues. But for where I'm sitting right now, I'll, I like the Cowboys in that game, and I'm going to try to loss for the Bears. Oh, a loss so, for the Bears against yeah, the Yeah, that, that, that yeah, game could yeah. have a lot I, of I, actually, I, I like Dallas, too. Oh, absolutely! You would imagine it would, especially for, for the sides. wild for the wild card, because they could both be fighting for a wild card depending on where they're sitting in their divisions at the end of the year. Yeah, absolutely. So then, after that, we're going to talk. <laughs> you got Murderers Row here. <laughs> we got Dallas, and then we got Green Bay at Lambeau. Uh, I'm going to jump the gun here, and I know everybody's going to love this one. I'm actually taking the Bears in this one because at this point, I've already got them firing on all cylinders almost. So I think uh, redemption game, and I think this is a defining game that takes over. Yeah, and I'm of the same mindset. This is one of those games that, you know, maybe you lost to your little brother or your bigger brother, you lost to, you know, your rival school or whatever. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be close. I'm confident that the Bears can figure out what they did wrong because we only lost by, what, seven points when we played them. Not like we got blown off the field. 
we can find 21 to 24 points that night, we'll win the game. All right. I I like your guys' confidence. I, <laughs> he doesn't I, I also had it. Uh, now, yeah, Green Bay looks absolutely legit right now. They look like they might be the best team in the NFC if it's not New Orleans. Um, as long as Rodgers stays healthy, I don't see anything changing for that. He was right. They do have a – their defense has gotten fucked around a little bit, but they're definitely better than years past. I like Green yeah. Bay in that, that one. And I hate to say – I hate to predict that we're going to get swept by Green Bay this year, but uh, that looks like uh, that looks like a strong possibility. I got the Bears losing that, that one. So as Murderer's Row continues there after Green Bay, the Kansas City Chiefs come into Soldier Field. We'll have a couple storylines. You got Nagy versus Reed for the first time. You got Patrick Mahomes versus Trubisky, same draft class at the same time. Did you guys know they were in the same draft class? Um, Kansas City might have a <laughs> small advantage there at quarterback going into that game. Who do you guys have in that one? I actually have the Bears still. Oh, boy. Yep. I'm riding the confidence train, Pat. I'm riding the confidence train. I know I'm crazy you for You currently it. Have, have them at five straight for just a You know, and, and you I'm gonna, you want to ask you want to ask me why though, and the reason is this. Pat Mahomes has been exposed this year already, even against the Lions. And if you let the Bears hang in I there at this Ah, he did he throw a touchdown that game? Against the Lions? Nope. I mean, no, he did I mean, not. they won. I mean, they, they won, won barely. They Pat escaped. Mahomes has never played in a dome before, so. Oh, yeah, and guess what? And everybody <laughs> said the week leading up to his dome game that he was going to throw for 800 yards because he could launch it from the 10-yard line to the other 10-fucking-yard line. And guess what happened? He threw zero fucking touchdowns. And I'm not saying it because it's obviously not a dome game, but I think that he's had issues uh, playing in, not in the cold, but in the elements a little bit more. Uh, of the snow, I, essentially. He carved up the New England Patriots in a in really snow. cold weather game last yeah, year. But here's the thing. He's going to have to go up against an elite defense in December in Chicago. I think this is actually going to be a lot closer than people expect this game to be, and I think the Bears can so. squeak out. I think they can squeak out a victory in this one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Brandon, Sorry, go ahead, Brandon. I'm sharing right. that sentiment. I'm riding with Ketchup Boy and uh, and Andy Reid on this one. You hate to say it, you hate to see it, but I just uh, like I said. I mean, the Bears are just not in that first tier of teams right now in the NFL. And until they show me otherwise, please make me change my mind by the week of the game, and I will do that a thousand times over. But looking at the two teams right now, regardless of what just happened against the Colts, I still think the Chiefs are going to beat us. Yeah. I'm I'm with you on that one. Open I, open dome can just throw it over everyone. Yeah, yeah exactly. A hundred um, yards. Yeah, I'm with you there, Brandon. It's it's Mahomes. They have the better quarterback. They also, it's fair to say, have the better head coach. And I think Reed will probably get the best of his uh, protege Nagy in that one. I got I the Chiefs winning that football game. And don't normally do well when they're coaching for the leader of their coaching tree. Exactly. You know, uh, yeah. It does, usually Belichick, doesn't go well. Belichick. The... Yeah. So, and then the Bears will round out their season seemingly as they always do in Minnesota. It's That's kind of weird. It's, it's, week 17 is just always the Bears are going to Minnesota. Get used to it. Uh, but we'll play that little pussy fuck Kirk Cousins. <laughs> and 
We'll see what happens. He's a fucking loser. We should all have wins across the board on here. The Bears fucking own his ass. Gentlemen, what do you guys got? Uh, I actually I actually don't. I actually have this one as a loss. No? You got them beating the fucking Chiefs, but not Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I do. But I don't know what was in your Mountain Dew tonight, but we are not losing to any team with Kirk Cousins as the fucking quarterback. Absolutely not. And, like I said a couple seconds ago, that man has his own show, like his own podcast in Minnesota, the most listened to podcast in Minnesota. So they actually like that many people. Yeah, but they actually like How the hell they like him. And that fucking loser. Like, you got to be, if you're a homeowner in Minnesota, you got to like get your like tax paperwork at the end of the year and just like look at how much money is going right into a fucking account with Kirk Cousins' names on it. Fuck yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, I, I understand your guys' sentiment on the win. I just, I don't know. Something, when I looked at this, I said, I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, uh, Kirk Cousins doesn't play well in big games. I would, if I had a mortgage, I would bet my mortgage on that game. I, I understand that. And, and, I mean, we'll get into this, obviously, later in the year about all that hoopla and BS and stuff. And, my obviously, you said it a second ago, my decision here could change later in the year um but i just it as of right now i just see it as a game that really isn't gonna it could matter for the bears but at the same time i think it's gonna matter less in a sense for the vikings because they're probably going to be in a shithole in the division anyways that somehow or another they're going to pull out some bs game because dalvin cook's going to run all over us or something at the end of the year I, i don't know i just feel like it's a win for them and that will be yeah. the end of Aaron off the rocker. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, you so, guys really thought I was we, off the fucking rocker anyways with my picks. I mean, it's what do you got us finishing at? You basically told Pat we're going 16-0. and 0. We Actually, so I have it tallied up here. Brandon, you had more wins than Aaron did. So yeah. through, through this next stretch, Aaron has the Bears going 8-3. and three And finishing at 11-5. and five. Brandon, you had them going 9-2 and two through this hell hole and finishing 12 and four uh you, you were feeling real confident with the old beloved even though you really didn't sound like it in two, yeah in seriously you want to pick on and me then, yeah i just not then, a, i don't think this is a winning streak team i think i mean they can piece it together and ironically in my preseason article i i think i did say 12 and four so man of my word well, see uh, y'all see y'all still, still feeling like it and then yeah that's right and then I have them through this stretch going six and five and finishing nine and seven, which is less than ideal and well below where I had them in the preseason ranking. But when you look at the schedule, it's pretty tough and they're not playing well. I hope that they prove me wrong and I hope that they prove you guys right because with you guys having them at 12 and four and 11 and five, that would. Those would both be good enough to make the playoffs. My nine and seven certainly would not. The NFC is looking pretty good this year, so uh, well, I hope I'm wrong. And the thing is, you're, you're I don't right like with to the be NFC. wrong, but I hope I'm wrong. The NFC does look good. Obviously, there's a bunch of teams that are three and two right now. Uh, you can count the Lions in at two, one, and one. But you know, I, I think that I don't. I don't know if ten and six gets it done. I, I do see them. I know I have them at eleven and five, but I could see them at ten and six. But Really, guys, the biggest thing is going to be how do they come out of this bye week? Because uh, this is talked about. And that's why I got us winning next week. Because Right, but if, if we win next week, I, I stand pat with my decisions. 
if <laughs> if next week goes south, oh boy, oh boy. And, and this yeah. is before we hop into the next segment. I'll I'll say it for because I know I'm speaking for the whole city of Chicago. We got to just slow down. I mean, obviously be critical of this team, but we also have to realize, I mean, this is a team that under Matt Nagy has only lost seven games that mean a shit. I'm not counting any preseason, counting the four losses last year, two this year, and obviously the loss to the Eagles, which doesn't fall on any of the 52 other football players on that team, including Pat O'Donnell or any football personnel. We know what that game falls on. Don't even like to say it as a football person. We had thousands of chances to win that, but that's besides the point. I brought it up a couple weeks ago. This is a team that has not been punched in the mouth. You have now been punched in the mouth twice in an opportunity in games that you had chances to win both of. So now you're all getting paid millions of dollars. You're all grown men. You're all professions in your sport. The ball is in your court. What do you do next? Because... The narrative right now is this is an underachieving non-playoff team. I I honestly didn't think I had them at 12 and 4. Might have to recant one of my wins or losses. But I mean, yeah. 12 and 4 is the absolute ceiling for this team. There is nothing higher than that. I don't I, it's a little late, a little off the rails, but yeah. It's just we need to be able to battle through adversity. Because everything in the Matt Nagy era so far has been strobe lights and celebrations and drip and I got this and that and all that bullshit. Let's go out and play Chicago Bear football like we know we're capable of doing. Go out, win some games, win the division, and shut everyone the fuck up. See, and and the one thing I want to bring up, too, that you kind of touched on, Brandon, but it's a big, huge key point. We have been punched in the mouth a little bit here in the the first couple weeks, but the biggest thing to remember, too, is – In the Matt Nagy era in Chicago, he has not lost a game by more than seven points, guys. Yes. So you heard that. I did hear that on the radio, too. So it's you are not getting bombed. You're you're in every single game. And and I also I heard this, too, on the radio, by the way. They talked about how this team is the worst fourth quarter defense in the whole league. And that's a like a skewed stat, too, by the way, because I hate seeing and hearing that garbage points in there because you're getting garbage points. But yet in Matt Nagy's era, what what did he go last year? He went 12 and four. He's 17 and four in his uh, or 17 and six in his Chicago Bears tenure minus the playoff game. So he's got a very good winning record off the bat. And a lot of that is just garbage time BS crap. So. I, I, I think I think part of it is really, and, and you know, I try not to be as critical, but we all, in the end of the day, in the media industry, we have to be critical. It is what it is. But I think part of it, part of the problem is is the Chicago media. I mean, it's like the third biggest market, so the narrative gets painted, it gets passed along, smash the retweet. Everyone's bitching about Mitch, this and that, da da da. Obviously, we're all watching the game on Sunday, but I I just I. I'm a little panicked. The ledge, there are several ledges to jump off. I will not jump off them, but I will keep them within distance because this team does scare me right now. And I and I hate to say that because from the beginning of last season, I was one of the few people that had them in the playoffs, whether it was around like 10 and 6 or whatever. But this last, I will go out and say it, this last 18 weeks or so since Matt Nagy has been the head coach of the Chicago Bears, has been the biggest thrill ride and the most fun that I have had as as a Chicago Bears fan. So, the yeah. the, the last thing I wanted to quote in, and and I said this earlier about the offensive line, 
But you know who else needs a little bit of pressure put on behind him? Mitch Trubisky. Yes, like somebody. That fire. You no, yeah. you need some fire behind him, and you need somebody that is underneath him as a quarterback that gives him a little bit of fire. So maybe the Bears do need to make a move to probably get somebody behind him that maybe this kid can finally go. Oh shit, I'm not comfortable as the the true number one. But that's all I got to say uh, in this segment of things. So, Pat, take it away. Yeah, and I think those are all really good points. And, uh, you know, the Bear, like we keep saying, the Bears have a lot to figure out, and we'll see if they do. It is the bye week after all. Now's the time to do it, and we'll see what happens. So those are all some really good points. And like we said, the Bears have a lot to figure out. This is the bye week after all, and now is the time to do it. Uh, we got a little negative there, so now's the time to make Make everyone feel a little bit better. We'll have a little fun, a little bi-week madness. We'll bring back Bears trivia. So these two guys have gone head-to-head twice now. They've each gotten a victory. So now we're going to see who's going to take the lead in the season standings of Bears trivia between Amp and Brandon. Going down, Brandon. We're going to mm. throw it up. Yeah, we're going to throw it up in the air. We do the coin flip. Gentle, uh, Aaron, call it in the air. Tails never fails, baby. And it was tails in my brain. So you, would you like to receive or would you like to defer? Uh, I'm going to defer to the second half. There you go. So, Brandon, you're up first. So, sticking with the theme of the the bye week, uh, we go back to, I'm a big lovey guy. I hope you guys are big lovey guys. What was, so Lovey Smith was a Bears coach for nine seasons meaning he had nine games coming off the bye week. What was Lovey Smith's record coming off the bye in the nine games that he coached in? Six and three. Six and three is correct. That was Ooh, Lovey Smith's eh? Didn't even bat an eye, baby. Let's fuck. <laughs> Cold-blooded, baby. I fucking know this one. So there is a point for Brandon, and we'll swing back over to Aaron. Good coaches tend to do well coming off a bye week. Um, (laughs) When is the last time the Bears won a football game after the bye week? So we're looking for the year here. Uh, Jeez. Obviously not last year. Not not 17-15. I want to even say it's past 15. I'm going to go with 14. I know it's been a while. 14 is not correct. Damn. Brandon, would you like to try and steal this one? I mean, I'll just bump it up under 2015. Well, you were you were both right there. Uh, Brandon, you just needed to bump it down one. It was 2013, which is honestly kind of tough to sad. think about. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> Smoking pretty sad. It's been a, lo- been a long time. So, it was right around then. <laughs> I knew yeah, it had been a while. Not great. The John Fox years were rough. Oh, so, run, Brandon, run. We'll, we'll swing it back to you. You're up one after the first round. The Bears and Saints have matched up four times since 2011. What is the Bears' record in those four games? One and three. One and three is not correct. Aaron, would you like to steal that? You said it was since 2011? Since 2011, yeah. They've played four times. Oh, and he said one and three in 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 lieu of the Bears there. Uh, so it'd be 
It's two and one in the Bears' favor, is it? or not one? Or you said one and three, so it's four games. Uh, I can't do math. Two and it would be it's tied two and two, isn't it? Then. Well, we would like it to be tied. It is unfortunately oh, 0 and four. four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Four. Bears yeah, their last four to New Orleans. Yeah. So think about it. They lost the Mitch game a few years ago, and then if you look back even further than that, there was that one game where Alshon Jeffrey went fucking nuts, but they couldn't pull it together at the end at Soldier Field. And then a couple other losses sprinkled in there. But those are the two that popped in my head quickest. Yeah, so not great. <laughs> not great. Not great, Bob. <laughs> so, Aaron, and this one will go kind of go off of your last question for your second question. The last time the Bears won after a bye, so we gave you the year that time, who was <laughs> the starting quarterback when the last time they won after a bye week? So 2013. He already said it. It's smoking Jay. Jay Cutler is not correct. Oh, you lied to me, Brandon. <laughs> Josh McCown. Josh McCown is the correct answer. Ah, that little trick, little, little trickery. Little yeah. <laughs> so that'll put Brandon up two. And we'll switch back to Brandon for his last question. Uh, the last time the Bears and Saints matched up in the playoffs was the 20. 20- 2006 or 2007, whatever you want to call it, NFC Championship game. Who was the leading? Who was the leader in receiving yards for either team in Bernard that game? Bernard Barian. Bernard Barian was the was not the correct answer that we were looking for. Brandon, or excuse me, Aaron. <laughs> you said leading receiver in that game. The leader in receiving yards in that game, yeah. Oh, oh, damn. Why was it not Bernard? I know who it is now, too. That pisses me off. I would have been able to put you away. You would have been able to put me away. Oh, man. I know it's... You said what? He went to Hofstra. I don't really hate this. It's so long ago, I can't can't remember. You hate to see another loss. I... It's not going to be another loss. I just don't get the. I just don't get. Oh, it would be a loss, wouldn't it be? Yeah, uh, that'd be tough. That would be tough. I. Uh, I. At least I'd get to save my tiebreaker <laughs> for next time. You get to save the You get to save the tiebreaker once. Yeah. It's. I, I. Is it Colston? It is not Colston. Uh. Brandon, Damn, I, was the other... I, was I was double wrong. I thought it was Colson. Who the hell was it? It is Reggie Bush. Oh, oh my God. He had 132 receiving yards in that How game. Many he did... caught that one really long re- uh, screen pass, the one that he ta- taunted Erlacher on. I think yeah. it was like 80 yards. I was going to say, I know Barian went to work that game, though. That was he, like was the Bears... he was the Bears' leading receiver in that game. Okay. Yeah, Colson was like the only other player I could think of at the time. I'm like, ah, shit, 07. I was yeah. so confident I didn't even let you finish. I'm like, Bernard Bain. <laughs> you did. I just remember him scoring that touchdown and like basically running throughout my house. And then like 15 minutes later, my mom's like, get your bag ready. We're going to the Super Bowl. And I'm like, bro. <laughs> bro. That's the right, so just, just for pride, Aaron, your last question. 
Aaron Saints head coach Sean Payton went to Naperville Central High School in Illinois. He also attended what Illinois-based college? Oh, I know that one by the heartbeat because you always hear about it. It's Eastern Illinois. That Eastern Illinois is correct. Yeah, that one. That's that's a toss-up easy one. Welcome to the scoreboard. Hey, Brandon, right here. (laughs) So Brandon takes home this week. This week's episode of Bears Trivia, he's two to one now. So, gentlemen, that was another good showing. I'm glad that we didn't have a tiebreaker debacle like we had last time. And <laughs> I'm going to take these tiebreaker questions and store them away because now I don't have to write new ones until you guys tie again. So we'll keep it rolling like next. that. Uh, yeah. So the early line, like see the that. early line for next week, Brandon minus one and a half. <laughs> Whatever, bro. I should have swept you, bro. I suck. Yep, you should have. <laughs> it's news to lose. We got to see if someone so, can get through the whole season going so it six, begins. six and oh on the questions. Like, say, for example, someone but, drops all three of theirs. And that, <laughs> that'd be lit. <laughs> Seems very, very difficult. But, you know, nothing's impossible. But that is pretty much the last segment we have for this week's episode. Uh, I know we went a little long, but you know it's the bi- it's a bi week fun week. You know, you gotta have fun because there is one thing that's true this week: the Bears can't lose this week, so we can't get All too right. mad about anything. The Score- Redskins are my team this week, so score predictions for the week, guys. Bears by a hundred. That's right. Yes, the Bears will not walk out of this week with a loss. That's what we like to see, guys. Do you have anything else before we wrap it up here? Enjoy uh, your time off because it's going to be a war zone for the rest of the year. Yeah, all I have to say for, for this week is uh, let's hope for a tie and let's go Philly. Philly special. Yeah. I was going to say check out the ONTAP Sports and it's always sunny in Philadelphia content too. Oh, that was great. That was a great time. Fantasy football. We got the Blackhawks. We got the Cubs and White Sox. We got the Bulls. We got betting we have fantasy football i think i already said that maybe not we had we had the always sunny bracket we had we had a beer fucking breaking bad piece today we had everything yeah we got the beer reviews we do it all it's not just bears coverage over here follow it all follow the main page and then you'll see the little branch page that come off of it so on tap sportsnet will meet pretty much your every need they'll give you whatever you want all if sports, you like sports and- if you like beer if you if you yeah, yeah. If you don't like sports, you're probably not listening to this podcast, anyways. You know, we, if you we don't like have beer. That sucks so, for you. Yeah, it sucks for you. Um, I, I'd be having one right now. It's one in the morning. Why not? But uh, I guess we'll wrap it up with bear down. Bear down.